Uh, hi everyone. Um, I'm here today with Joe, um, the founder of Leapfrog Sports. Hi Joe, thanks for coming hi. on. No problem. Thanks for having you, me. No, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Good, good. I like your background. Very, uh, very on brand. <laughs> thank you. So and good. also, you can't quite see it, but I've got my hair. Uh... Ah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and and you'll notice, um, I, I'm wearing my my hoodie um because you know i love i love sport uh, uh my kids are really into sports so i thought well uh, i'm gonna dress i'm gonna dress for the occasion <laughs> so, as soon as i'm talking to you so um that's great well joe uh, just to start off um i just wanted you to uh to talk about and tell us about what leapfrog sports offers your your customers first of all just so we understand exactly what you do Okay, so Leapfrog Sports is a multi-sports coaching company for children aged two to seven years old. So um, it's our absolute core belief that children should try a variety of different sports at a young age. So um, when they come to the sessions, they each week we play a different sport and we cover things like basketball, hockey, tennis, football. Um, so we've got 11 main sports and then we'll also add in some, we call them guest sports so occasionally we'll play really fun things like quidditch or something like that that's just a bit different for them as well so we run classes where parents bring their children to the sessions and we also go into schools and nurseries and run programs there and we do birthday parties as well so we've got a bit of a range of uh of offerings brilliant well th thanks joe and, and i definitely recognize the importance of that because we you know I live in a, a tiny little village really and um, my kids who are eight and ten now they go to this little village school it's like a hundred kids and it's you know the, the classes double up and everything um, and because we live it's this is in North Norfolk um, and because we live so rurally um, we're not you know we don't there's nothing around and mm -hmm. so um, even a leapfrog sports like where we are it's just it's probably you're not going to reach that far because we're just in the middle of absolute nowhere and it's a tiny school so it's really really difficult Norwich is our closest um you know city but that's an hour away so so even if you had a franchisee there um it, it would be difficult for them to justify it being able to to come to our school so so we just you know we've got a multi-sports session at the school which is just run by by one of the teachers and you know what it's pretty good um it's pretty good but I absolutely understand um, the importance that that you bring um, because our kids always they sign up for absolutely everything like after school in school like sport activities you name it um, and I also the other problem is out of school and after school there's nothing about um, so I I've spent and I'm still doing it but certainly when the kids were younger in that two to you know two to seven year age group as you mentioned um, I, I worked out I was I was driving and spending time. I was spending 25 hours a week um, and I'm a business owner. Right. And I was spending 25 hours a week driving the kids around, getting involved. I always like to be a bit of a parent coach because it was better than just like sitting around, you know, on the phone or something. So so I always got involved, but it was 25 hours. And and um, and and I just I've always just thought, wow, we just need more. You know, we need more. Um, 
businesses like yours really um to to be around and to be able to cater for this so so i absolutely get it so anyway so, sorry about that I was going on a bit of a ramble about my, my life <laughs> i'm sure no one really wants to hear about that um okay so so that's great so so tell me um tell me how leapfrog sports started originally how did it come to yeah. to start and um and and also you know i'd be really interested to understand the you know where how you came up with the name uh, and um yeah, yeah that'd be good okay so um when um my eldest son who's now nearly 12 he's 12 in a couple of weeks was two um he had loads of energy um it was it was just never wanted to stop moving um so i was looking for an class or somewhere i could take him that he could burn off all this energy um, but at the time the only thing i could find was football and i just knew that um, he would get bored of going to football every week. I would get bored of being at football every week. And I, and I was looking around, and I just could not understand why there wasn't somewhere I could take him where he could play lots of different things and do all the different sports because I love sport. And I just, I, I just wanted to be able to show him and he could build lots of different skills rather than just playing that one sport. So, um, you know, I'm happy for him just, you know, to focus on one sport as he gets older once he's chosen what he likes and he can then build the skills but when he's two and or three and really young I just wanted him to be able to try lots of different things and just have fun so um I had this idea and it just wouldn't go away it was just there in the back of my mind and it just kept coming back and I kept thinking but there must be a way there must be a way or there's something Um, and then I went on maternity leave with my second son and um I look back now and I think I can't believe how I did this. But while he was napping and sleeping, I started making plans. And um, then that's how it all began. Um, The name actually took me ages and ages to to come up with because all these names I was thinking of just didn't feel right. And it was in the middle of the night (laughs) while I was up with the baby. Um, And it just came to me. Um, I think just the idea of with a leapfrog it's a game for children also you get in head by coming and then um and that's sort of how it just it just came about to me but it took me a long time to think of the name it just could not get it at all and did you did you did you um like make a list of names like naming a oh, baby absolutely, you know, yeah. when you get it when you have a baby right because i remember yeah. with r2 it's like you know, we did the whole name game thing for ages, <laughs> trying to figure it out. And um, so it was, I guess it was similar, right? It was With- very similar. It was exact same. I kept writing names down. I asked friends and family what they thought of the names. Nothing seemed to stick. I wanted a name that was really, you could, you'd remember really easily, remember it. Um, and a bit of, I suppose... Oh, it's almost got a bit of a theme with a frog because you can see like my logo and stuff and it just and we use um a leap like a picture of a frog in the sessions as well so it's always still there um stick it you know it's quite an easy thing to do so but at the time it, it was just the way like little sports or mini sports or sports for tots and uh, and also a lot of people in my industry call their thing their businesses for tots but I didn't want to just narrow it my audience down because I know that as they get to older to five, six, seven, they don't want to be a tot. <laughs> then that's like for very little ones. So I needed, to, I wanted to make sure that it was more generic with the ages as well. Because at the time when I first started, although was f- my focus is and um, still is 
the younger end of the market, I never actually knew where it would could go. So I wanted to make it so if it needed to in the future, it could also appeal to different ages as well. So that's one of the reasons why I made it a bit more generic. Well, I'm going to ask you a question here, which I haven't uh, pre prepped for or prepped yeah. you for at all. But <laughs> do, do you remember, can you think of in that list of names, like the worst name? Like, can you think about like a name that Ooh. really like you just you just go, wow, I can't even believe that was on the list. Do you I remember? I think it was something like uh, it would have been something like um, different sports for like or sports or lots of sports or it, it was just something that was so like nothingness and it was just literally describing I suppose exactly what we were doing um I even tried to bring in different languages and I just thought oh this is getting too far now <laughs> so. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, you you look back when you do this you look back on that list of names like for kids and this is yeah. your this is your baby as well right so you know it's <laughs> it's your your <laughs> And 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 you and you look and you shake your head sometimes. You go, wow, yeah. I, was, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine my son or daughter being named that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, so 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 Joe, what? Uh, how far back are we talking then? So when when did Leapfrog Sports become a business? Uh, so it started in twenty fourteen. Right. So okay. coming up for well nine years now, but in fact it was nine years ago this month it launched, and then um, yeah, so twenty fourteen. But and it then, took me a while to get into the franchising side of things because yeah. I wanted to be confident that I knew what I was talking about because I uh, I didn't want to just, um, I hadn't even really, I suppose at the time when it first started, thought about it, but I didn't want to franchise too early because I, for me, I wanted to be confident that I could have that level of support and understood about the business and going through various different years I think it changes over the time when you first launch a business and, it, you know, as you keep going through. So. So, Joe, so jo, that's really interesting. OK, so what I'm picking up on there is that you um, you already knew about franchising. So so as you were building the business as, as an independent business, you knew about franchising. It was a it was a goal or an aim was to think about it in that way. But most people don't even really think about franchising at all. You know, they start a business and then, you know, a few years later, they they think, oh, how can I grow it? Then they discover, oh, franchising is an option. However, they come across it, then they start looking into it. So, so tell me what, why did you know about franchising or what, when did you first understand about franchising more than just McDonald's as a franchise, right? Because that, that's what most people on the high street, or most people, you know, most of the general population, if you say, what's a franchise, they say, oh, McDonald's, there's sports franchises, you know, it's, it, but the, the definition of franchising in R, you know, as a business format, um, when, yeah, how did you know about that? So um, before my business, I was the same. I would have just said McDonald's, you know, it didn't mean anything to me. Um, but in children's activities business, it's really, really a popular thing to franchise. So it is one of the main routes that you see that people do grow their business. So as soon as you start getting involved in that industry and you start to meet the other providers and learn more about it you'll see that most of them are franchises there's a lot of independence but then as people grow they do tend to and there's lots of aspirations for franchising in this industry so I was at a conference at the weekend um the Institute of Children's Activity Providers conference and um I was speaking to lots of providers there and of the ones that I was speaking to that either had franchised or their aim was to franchise so once you start getting into that industry um it becomes really 
it's one of the almost it's very a big part of it yeah. probably more so than most industries so that's how I'd started to understand what it was um from quite an early stage really and how did that um what did you take from that as to how you should structure the business as it grew with the with that thought about franchising later yeah so um I was in two minds actually about whether to franchise I was never hundred percent sure from the beginning that that's what I wanted to do um I had thought about even potentially just keep growing it for myself put people into the areas and managing it um but then I realized that to be successful in I believe in what I do you need to know the area you need to know where the parents hang out you need to know um, the best schools and venues to hire to run your classes in the schools and the venues where they are to be able to go and promote your services so it just seemed to keep leaning more towards it makes sense for somebody who lives there has potential you know links with children their own children they know the groups they know the, the Facebook groups and um, they know the baby groups and everything where they go to actually and have been part of it to start off their business there and that's why it felt like that was the right structure to go down because for our marketing that seems to work the best so that's why so I think although you could go into a different area with the manager just recruiting somebody I don't think it would be as successful unless you know how it works in that area yourself yeah no that makes absolute sense Joe. It, it it absolutely does and and when when did you effectively become a franchise and and what was the moment that you actually thought wow I'm a franchisor <laughs> um so I was just about to launch my franchise when COVID hit I was literally the week the month before everything we completed everything I was about to go live <laughs> and COVID and I was like oh I better just wait a bit to see what happens with this not knowing that obviously two years later yeah. um I think it really um when I actually felt like a franchisor um I think you know oh, it's quite hard because even now it feels still a bit new to me and I'm a bit like oh <laughs> I am actually I have got franchisees I do this it's you know I still think because I was an independent business for quite a long time it took me a while it's taken me a while to get my head around the difference um probably when I turn I went because I go along to the launch for of their first sessions for my franchisee so when I went along and I was there seeing them and seeing what I'd sort of created then rolled out into different areas was probably when I first realized wow this is this is me as a franchisor now wow yeah so, yeah. so it was it was it was when you when you got when you had your franchisees at least you know that yeah, yeah. and and I yeah I I I always say that's how I think of um, a, fra a franchise or you cannot really call yourself a franchise or a franchise or unless you have at least, a, you know, one or two franchisees yeah. who are not just friends and family, maybe. Yeah. And, and um, so then then, you know, you're really into it. So so where so where are you? So, so tell me about that. So so obviously COVID, I mean, it's been it's kind of been talked about so much. So I don't don't really like to talk about it that much. It's kind of one of those things we, you know, kind of want to forget in, in some ways. But in many other ways, it helped. It's helped to define a lot of um, franchise businesses, and and uh, there's been a lot of positives that that got taken out of it. What 
when did you actually end up launching? So you obviously pulled back and did, did you then wait the whole kind of, or, or yeah. Yeah, more or less I did because um, I, because everything it was happening, I was thinking, I don't know how I could, because especially with it being my first franchisees, I was a bit nervous about taking somebody on if things were to still start, then have to stop. Um, and I just was a bit, I just thought it's easy for me just to, to put a, hold on it for a while and then once things are started to get back to normal um we can start you know recruiting again so um it was more or less um probably about it's probably about two years okay I put a hold years. on it for throughout right. and then as soon as um I felt confident that this is we're getting we're through this now we can start coming back to classes and all the rest of it um then I started to recruit then actually went live with my yeah my marketing then for franchises um, so when was that actually so like, um, the yeah time? yeah so it was may yeah 2021 one yeah yeah it would have to be yeah <laughs> yeah i always i forget as well i'm like yeah i was trying to think it was two years it was two years you're right so yeah, yeah mate so may 21 okay so and and um and how have things gone since then? What's your net, you know, where are you up to in terms of growth and and um, yeah. how's it looking? So I've got three franchisees now. Um, I want to take it slower because I still feel like I'm at the very early stages. I'm still learning, still making sure that things are going well. Um, it's probably a little bit slower because of a couple of things that happened and I got burnt a little bit. So that's... I lost a bit of confidence um, and took a step back for a little while. Um, but I recruited quite quickly. My first franchisee, she signed her agreement in the August. And then, um, so that was brilliant. And then she launched in October of 21. Um, and then after that, I got another one quick, really quite quickly again after. So um, I was really positive. I went well. And then I've just got my third recently as well. Brilliant. Well, congratulations on that. Um, yeah. So you talked about getting burnt. That's not, that's something I hear a lot, right? I've been franchising for 17, 18, 19 years, I think. I keeps like getting added on to, um, but um, I, I hear that a lot. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, just, I'm happy. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that kind of comes, it, it comes under a question I was going to ask about, you know, biggest hurdles and things like that. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing that that would, that is one of them. So, yeah. yeah. So um, after going really well with my two, um and launching successfully and everything um I had three <laughs> bad experiences in like succession uh the first one um was my first sort of shock in that she'd had the agreement took her time was really same key and then at the very last minute decided actually she couldn't do it and that was fine because you know it's got to be right but it feels like at the time you, when you spend a lot of time investing in these people, speaking to them, just for them just to be like, oh, no, I can't do it. And you just feel a bit like, oh, you know, wow. <laughs> um, but that was OK. She just it was just a case of she just got a bit of cold fish, didn't think she could do it. So that was fine. The second one um, was great. Again, um, I was really positive. Thought it was all going really well. And then all of a sudden, um, she there was lots of things started coming up. She wanted to make lots of changes, um, which we just couldn't do as a franchise business. You know, we have to be consistent across the brand, really protect the brand and things. Um, and um, there was just lots of red flags 
And I was, and I started to get really worried thinking, actually, one of the biggest pieces of advice I've been given when starting was, um, make sure that you don't take on the wrong people just to take people on. Because, you know, obviously we want loads of franchisees to grow the brand, but actually they need to be the right people because it could be worse in the long run. And this was in the back of my mind. And I was thinking, oh, do you know what? I just got this feeling. It just didn't feel right. And then I decided that I wasn't going to go ahead with her because um, there was just too many things that were worrying me. Uh, so that was another one. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't going well now. What's happened? But then the third one was the worst one. And this is the one that really knocked my confidence. Um, she, again, was brilliant, really, want, you know, really positive, was moving through things really quickly. Um, and then all of a sudden, she stopped contacting me, even though she got the agreement and was ready to sign. I think, stop contacting me. And I was thinking, this is a bit strange. And then she came back to me. And she said, yeah, I've decided not to go ahead um for whatever reason I was like okay no problem and then a couple of months later I see that she'd set up her business which is literally <laughs> a total rip-off of everything that I'd done and she was copying me um and it was not just in the idea it was the whole structure of it how we set up our like the payments and all the rest of it you know um just it was just everything and I was really hurt and shocked by it because I couldn't believe after she knew we'd met she'd come to speak see the classes we we spent the, the afternoons together to go over all the details in like a discovery day I think um that how somebody could do that to somebody else you know when she knew how hard I'd worked on it she knew how much it meant to me that somebody would be able to do that um so I didn't know what to do <laughs> but then I thought you know what I need to protect my brand myself so I did go back to her and I've got her to sign you know NDAs and things so um I did go back to her and ask her to make changes um and she <laughs> basically said that I should be flattered by it and I'm like no I'm not flattered by it if you wanted to do it why you know if you were so keen to do this you've got the whole business I could have helped you and supported you but and but she but yeah it all went wrong so that really I was that that really knocked me a bit because I was just so upset that how could somebody do that to me so I was a bit then hesitant to find more people and I think that's what's why I took a step back for a bit yeah well Joe those three those three experiences are very typical yeah. that's the first thing to say um but the fact that they've happened to you like in quick succession because they have um, and that you've got over that. I, I think it's it's a massive learning curve and it's so, so important. And I think every single franchise will, goes, you know, will go through that at some point or another. It's almost good to get it out the way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Those, those yeah. things because, because you know, on one hand, you've taken the decision and it's based on gut feel and you've got to do that um, as a franchise. Or if it doesn't feel right, you know what? It's best not to take the chance. Um, you're also going to get people who themselves have a feeling and they just they just they, mm -hmm. they, you know they, they just don't want to go ahead and it's too much of a risk or whatever whatever it is and and again that can feel like a yeah it feels horrible um and yes and the third one is again it's it happens all the time um mm -hmm. pe people go and find as much out as they possibly can and sometimes from the beginning that was their intention now you'll never know that um, for other people, they genuinely were interested in investing, but then um, when they found out more and more and more, they suddenly thought, ah, and and it's always normally because 
people in their inner circle, friends and family are in their ear saying things like, why don't you just do it yourself? Yeah. You know, like Joe, Joe did it herself. You know, she set this mm-hmm. up as you, you can do that. You know, we'll help you. We'll support you. And, um, and I also and- think actually that goes back to the bit about people don't understand franchising. Yeah. You know, they think of it as the McDonald's and then they, they don't, they think, I feel like sometimes they like friends and family don't support that as much because they don't have this, the awareness isn't there. It, it, yeah. It's the biggest, it's the, um, it's one of the biggest factors in in finding the right people is that you it's hard to have control over what others that they trust people they love and trust are, are mm-hmm. saying to them which you know and that's so that's why I always say you've got to try and involve as many people that are involved in the decision or, or helping the decision maker make the decision as possible you know get them on get them to come to a meeting invite them along spouses friends whatever yeah and 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 because and take those take the challenges head on get them to ask questions that maybe the person who's interested might not want to ask because they might feel a bit self-conscious about being critical of your brand or of you um and um so i think you know i think that that's always something to be aware of and and you've 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 obviously gone through that but um that's yeah. you know that's what i found in my experience over all this time so um wow so okay good so so you've, you're still here you're still you're still uh, you're still a franchisor and and you haven't yeah. lost you haven't lost um yeah you haven't lost the the ambition or anything like that so that's you know that's that's great to hear um so anything else like as either as a franchise business um or as you know you're a franchise professional now look i mean you know we've <laughs> got to call you that what what are, are there any other hurdles uh along the way i mean there's three right there um that that is worth talking about or talking or explaining to people that you've come up against i think um that the other thing that surprised me and is is a a hurdle still and i think it will always be a hurdle is actually finding franchisees how difficult it can be um i guess because I love what I do so much. I love the business, love the brand. I think it's perfect. I think it's amazing. But actually, I need to get other people to be aware of me and I need to get other people to follow and believe as as well to become one to come on board. And I think that actually is one of the most difficult things. You just... I assumed people would come to me quicker and more and find me more than they do. And And so I think... I was probably a bit naive to how hard it can be to get franchises. Yeah. And that's, again, it's no, it's no different. That's the same for everyone, <laughs> small brands, big brands. It's the same always. Um, and I think, you know, you've got to, you've got to sometimes step back. It's really difficult. It's di- really difficult when you started the business, when you've developed the brand, when you've put everything and invested everything in time-wise, money-wise, and you're building a network and you've got people, it can be really difficult to step back and, in a way be critical or not critical but but be observational in the in the shoes of someone who's never heard of you never heard of your brand doesn't you know and and has loads and loads of options apparently yeah. as to what type of franchise they could potentially invest mm-hmm. in in their local area and um and and that's really the only way you can kind of appreciate i think that it's really difficult finding the yeah. right person and connecting with them and um, you know, I don't, you're right. I don't, that's, that's a hurdle that is always there. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the way that I always say you need to address that is 
is you just need to tell your story more and more and more and more in, in kind of a public domain, you know, space and and um, and get people to really appreciate your journey, really understand who you are, your personality, the brand personality, the culture around the business. And the more and more information you can give people, um, you know, video is a, a powerful platform now as well. You, you know, you tell stories through video. But there's nothing better than, than seeing videos of what leapfrog sports for example example is all yeah. about and, and that that's one way to make the hurdle not as high you know make it a lower hurdle so um and 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 so that's one thing i would say to you is that yeah storytelling is 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 absolute key to that and yeah. um and you just gotta you gotta keep you gotta keep telling the story more and more and more and um and being really honest and transparent and i think you know that comes across over time so um right so so as as a franchise brand and and you know you at these you at the early stages um and slower growth is better uh definitely um it's it's better to have less franchisees that are happy and being successful um and working well with you and contributing if you like to the development of the brand and the business um but what does success mean to you now? I, I, and I mean success either now in the present or success in the future. So um, I, for me, um, success is, I think, well, there's two parts really. So success would be that my franchisees are happy. I feel supported by me and that they're, they're, do, they're working well, successfully. The business is running well. Um, we work one of the big things about us is that we can be flexible with the working so it really works well for parents for example who want to be around for the children because they can set the hours that they work that type of things which i suppose is you know common in most businesses um so for them to be able to have a really lovely work-life balance um to have enough money to support what they want to do and be supported by me is probably one of the things that my, I would feel that the brand has been it's been successful as a franchisor um but as a brand my absolute goal and ideal would be to have um say like 100 franchises throughout the country so we could reach as many children as possible because um we're so particularly football there's so many football opportunities for children you know in the country and you know, dance to a certain extent, but there's no, there's so few places that offer multi-sports for children where they can really get a chance to try lots and lots of different things. And and the kids absolutely love what we do. So um, as a brand to try and reach as more, as many children as possible throughout the UK would be my um, goal for success. <laughs> Good. I like, no, I like that. I like that. And I, and I, I, I you and I definitely align on that thing that, um, before the age of 12 or high school, if you want to call it, um, introducing children to absolutely everything is mm. is um, is, a, is a far better way to go um, rather than them just going three times to football or to exactly. dance. Or and, you know, I have loads of parents contact me saying, oh, I would have put him into football, but he absolutely loves tennis and he's gone on to play tennis. And there was a girl that um, I actually saw yesterday um, who's had gone on to play cricket her mum has said she would never have thought to put her into a cricket session, but she came, she really enjoyed that part of it. She got too old for the classes and then wanted to move on to something else and she chose cricket. And I just think this is why, <laughs> you know, this is one of the reasons why. 
and yeah, sports, and, you know, all these fun sports. How can you not have fun playing rounders? How can you not have fun uh, playing volleyball? So it's just gives them that just that time, you know, and lots of different skills with it as well. Yeah, so no, I, 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 I love <laughs> when I started, no, my, I keep <laughs> Joe, Joe, it's my, it honestly is my whole philosophy around yeah. raising children. Like, yeah. so you, you're defining it <laughs> as a business and, and, and as a, a business that helps me to be able to kind of live out my philosophy so i i, I, tell, I honestly i can't i yeah i don't i get it so much uh it's it's ridiculous so yeah no absolutely so um so so that yeah and and so so joe uh, one thing um anyone listening to this who is maybe thinking about um starting you know investing in a franchise becoming a franchisee effectively where's the best place they can find out more about leapfrog sports because they might be looking in that area and thinking wow you know this this is the kind of area you, you know children's activity sector that i want to be in um where's the best place to start for them so um i've got my website which is it which is leapfrogsportsfranchise.co.uk and that tells you lots of information about the franchise and then um i've got some social media pages both facebook and instagram are at Leapfrog Sports UK, and they are more of a behind the scenes of what it's like to run a business. So they're not at targeting for people to join the sessions. They're actually showing people what it's like to be a Leapfrog Sports owner. So I'll talk about things that I'm doing, um, the sessions, that type of thing. So you can actually get more of an insight into what it's like to run your own business from there. Brilliant. And 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 now if you put another hat on and um you were talking to someone in the kids activity sector who has an independent business they've started something just like you did and and they're looking at um they're looking at franchising because as you say like it, it seems to be what it seems to be the natural way of doing things um what what's the what, what would you say to them if you could give them one kind of tip one thing that that would make real sense for them to hear what would you what would that be um i would say that you have to um this is well a few bits of advice really i suppose i would say more than one um you need really good advice to begin with to help set up and it's not just it, there's not it, it's almost split into setting up as a franchise and everything's ready and prepped but then actually that's the small when I look back now that's a really small part it's the ongoing part of it as well that can really help um, with recruitment making sh- because it's it's much harder than you think it's going to be there's a lot of competition in this area as well which and there's more people coming in all the time so I think um, you don't be don't underestimate how hard it is to try and find franchisees we especially um without paying so much money out for advertising so um it can it's quite difficult so just be prepared for that and the other part is that you do is you have to see it as two separate businesses because it is a completely different way from running your classes to being a franchisor and when you're being a franchisor they aren't your employees and team to tell what to do they are running their own business still so i find that sometimes um especially when franchisees they can sometimes feel like you they would expect you to do a bit more but actually it's their business still so they need to take the ownership of it so you've got to sort of it's a completely different way to manage your 
two businesses and different mindsets and things like that if that no no joe that makes makes sense i feel like i was just like quite a few different no do you know no joe (laughs) no no what makes most sense and it's it can be difficult for people to appreciate it if they if they haven't gone down that path yet um is to treat the franchise side of the business as a totally separate business i think I think that that is not to be underestimated as a piece of advice. Um, and it's and people don't know what they don't know. So it, it can be sometimes hard to to take that advice if if people don't if they haven't lived it yet. But mm-hmm. but the more they hear that advice from people that have lived it, you like you yourself, you know, you've had an independent business and you got really, really good at the things that make that independent business successful. You know your customers, you know your community, you know, you know what needs to be done. When you franchise, you don't know anything again. It's like it's like you are starting a new business. And that is why the more people hear that when you franchise a business, it is actually starting a new business to the side of your core business. And you've got to keep that core business going whilst you, 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 you're getting, you know, you're growing a new business. And, um, and, and it's being very, very humble, I think. And the more people can be like, you know what, I don't know anything about this. Um, I, you know, I should go and talk to more people in this space. You know, I should go and talk to people like Joe at Leapfrog Sports just to ask their, you know, because everyone's very friendly in the children's activity space. I found, um, yeah. you know, they really friendly, and and I think I think the the reason is because the motivations behind all of these um, businesses springing up are it's to help children. So so you know, there's such a, it seems like such a, there's such a great bond and, and even competitors, you know, in the franchise space, they are freely talking and offering advice. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do see that. I, I think that's a lovely part of the sector. And, and I think anyone in that kids activity sector should absolutely go and, and reach out to other people in that sector. And and there's a, you know, there's a lot of good ways of doing that these days. So um, Joe, look, um we'll uh we'll we'll call an end to it i'll let you get on with your day um i i really appreciate your time um and and hearing your story and um you know hopefully we'll we'll bump into each other at some point um franchising is a small world as we yeah. as we know <laughs> so, so i'm sure we will right thank you very much cheers cheers joe bye bye right.